What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And that's you. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. They were busy this week, and uh, hopefully we come into next week, pause, and we can get a little bit more of a better week. Uh, this week, today's episode, we're going to talk about Juicy J sipping on some scissor. Sip, sip. We're going to talk about uh, Juicy J uh, recently going in and setting black Twitter afire. All right. Basically showing the community in disrepair once again, as we cannot get off first base. All right. Mm. For some reason, we're still stuck in middle school with this conversation. And this circular conversation goes over and over and over again, revealing the damage and disrepair that the womenist movement is or we call it the womenist movement um uh that it created which is the grassroots organization of the community all right so anyway mm. now you can see the relationships are fractured you see that that this thing that the statistics of family in the community are absolutely dismal deplorable i don't even know how people can think that this can be repaired by having these mickey mouse conversations about what gender roles are so we're going to explore this uh, particular thing about Juicy J and his antiquated thoughts about relationships and why just a few weeks ago, Cam Newton uh, invoked gender roles into his conversation and he got annihilated. All right. He got absolutely annihilated. And it begs the question, what what is going on here? All right. There's a really important question about what continues to happen here. And I think Juicy J saw an opportunity now that the throne is so-called vacant that he can go ahead and put this particular card out here and let people go back to this. So we got that. We got that to cover. We're going to cover also mysteriously uh, young women in mental health. All right. We've been bringing up mental health quite a bit. I know I ruffled some feathers with the mental health conversation that I had a few weeks ago. All right. Probably led to um, a little bit of uh, cancellation by me. But, you know, for me, I have to bring up thoughts and question things that people consider unquestionable. Oh, with that being said, we do have a few mental health counselors that do follow me. I actually got a few emails, not particularly related to the, what I was talking about regarding mental health, but I got a few emails from uh, mental health counselors, which, which was odd. Um, a couple of them had mental health counselor in their, um, in their uh, what do you call it, in their signature, down email signature. And I was like, that's interesting. Um, and this sphere, we call it the manosphere, red pit, whatever you want to call it. Um, we got a lot of professionals here and, uh, there's another, uh, mental health, uh, professional that reached out to me and he goes by the kosher clinician. And, uh, I think he does YouTube as well. He does YouTube as well. So, uh, in our sphere, we got a lot of people here that, uh, especially when I talk about a topic about my thoughts and concern about certain things, there are oftentimes a professional that will reach out to me and like, Hey, I've been watching you for years and I represent that profession. So we're going to talk about mental health, especially uh, and particularly for young women. Young women are in trouble. I mean, I'm look. If you listen, I'm not even trying to make this. I know people want to think, you know, <laughs> what I've seen them do to Kevin Samuels was ridiculous, man. Oh, misogynist this and misogynist that. I was like, these people, man, they done with misogyny. I mean, I was like, what's about what about misandry? Uh, but um. Um, this people are going to think this is about hate. Uh, this has nothing to do with hate. All right. What I'm trying to identify for young men. All right. And, and I have a young man, uh, my son that, uh, we ha we're having these conversations and I'm like, okay, man, um, 
What are you seeing? I'm asking, what are you seeing? What are you seeing of the young women in your, you know, in your age group? Uh, uh, and what do you see in, in terms of the future of you and dating and, and relationships? And obviously he's in this age of um, 15 and 16 are, are tough for young men, right? Uh, women are, they're into their development. They're into their first time experimenting with things. And then they're into their, their past the crush phase. And they're into, you know, picking the best available mate. Cause that's where they're, that's where they normally would pick. Are their best available mate, but they're in there picking all aiming high and missing and leaving a whole bunch of men, young men frustrated. And uh, the statistics show us young men in this age group between 15 and 30 are reporting more levels of virginity than ever. These guys aren't even getting out the blocks. All right. Trying to, they ain't even getting a little stank on their finger or nothing. All right. They're getting nothing. But the problem is in on the, on the other side, Young women are getting massive opportunities to expose themselves or or uh, objectify themselves, sell themselves out for money, whatever it is. Uh, get on sugar sites, uh, strip. I mean, they're getting great opportunities. Only fans. We're seeing that young girl, young bad Barbie, bad Barbie, whatever her name is. Uh, the cash me outside girl at 18. She sold she sold her piece for 50 million dollars. I mean, this is where we are at eight. She's at 18, which is. Three years younger than my son. I'm sorry, three years older than my son. So that's his age group. And we're looking at what's going on because young girls are seeing these girls do this and they're going, where's my money? I got money. <laughs> um, You know, it's crazy. And on Seeking, I could get 19-year-old girls. It's like a layup. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a lay. It's very easy to do. And it's kind of disheartening because you're going, man, where, where do we go? Um. But we're going to talk about the effects of this because one out of four young women in our country are on mental health meds. And they they, like antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication and further going further and how that's a danger to you. I actually had a young woman yesterday admit to me that that was the case and I was floored. She was like, oh, I'm on that antidepressant. And uh, she was like, yeah. And then uh, what happens is if I don't take it for a couple of days, I'm in a fog like later on. I was like this. She's like, yeah, I'm real foggy and disoriented. And 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 I was like this. Anyway, man, look, this channel, you guys know it got canceled around here. So you can't super chat anymore. Super chat can't super chat anymore. So the way you make your voice heard here on this channel is to hit the cash app. All right. Hit the cash app or PayPal. The links are in the description box below or it is in that banner right there. And I will read those out as we get to a certain point. I will read those out. We did have a hit it or quit it uh, international model edition, but then my computer has been giving me trouble all weekend and I lost all the tabs. So it was nice and organized. You were going to do a hit it and quit it, but, but at least you guys can make your contribution here and let your voice be heard right there, the cash app right here um, uh, below hash, or if you're listening on podcast, dollar sign CGA live or for exclusive content, which we had a great content yesterday on locals and Patreon. We went live and we talked about the mistakes that one Kevin Samuels made in this last few days. So if you want to see that video, uh, we had that yesterday morning on Sunday morning right there. Coach Greg Adams dot locals dot com. You have to be a contributor. 
and then also it's on Patreon as well. All right, so let the let's let the brother's voice be heard in here. Shout out to Billy the kid. He says, any MH questions? I'm here, coach. We got a we got another mental health uh professional here. And I know I take shots at people, I took shots at teachers. I take shots at everybody, you know what I mean? Because everybody has something, you know, no, no one's perfect. And I don't want people to believe that they're perfect, except for the coach, you know. <laughs> I'm the only perfect one around here. I'm perfectly imperfect. But uh, we do have mental health professionals here. And, um, you know, I did, I, did, I did show some things where I was like, hey, let me question this. But as long as everybody understands, I respect everyone. That's all that matters. Shout out to Simon Small back in here over the across the pond. I got tea and crumpets on you. Shout out to XL Pro Services says Juicy sip it on some scissor. Yes, he is. Man, Juicy J, high off that. Rolling on them X pills. Powder pack. What the photo be that we need that? Night Quilla get you down. What's going on with Juicy J? Juicy J, you struggling, bro. Shout out to Mr. Gourmet. He says CGA is the best part of the day. All right, here we go, man. Early in the morning, dressed in black. Don't ask why. Because I'm not down with the suit and tie. All right, shout out to you. Thank you, brother. Who else is in here? A woman married her cat. And do you do consultations? Oh, my goodness. She married her cat. Guys, um, you know, in, in the, for, the, for the grand scheme of things, marriage and relationships are in trouble. All right. So we're trying to reach out and find ways to get these connections, but we have to release the fantasy. You know what I mean? We have to release the fantasy. Let me just tell you something that a person I, I've been married. No, I'm not married now. All right. But I was married for almost nine years. It is not easy. The fantasy is gone within the first three months. OK, um, you have to be realistic. There's no fantasy. It's real life. And uh, there's no happily ever after. It's just, it is what it is. If you really, if you really just take it for what it is, you're fine. But we let the romance and the fantasy, as that divorce attorney said, um, this is, um, you know, these romance and fantasy novels and what people uh, think uh, marriage is. I'm not happy. All that is, is you're just stocking yourself up. You're just stocking up potential clients for divorce attorneys. That's all. Class E beats in here. He says, happy Money day. I got money. Shout out to the coach gang in the building. Appreciate you, man. David McFarland hit us up early in the morning. Monday morning coffee, coach. Thank you. I got to go. Let me take a sip of the scissor. Who else is in here? Michael said for peace leave. All right. Shout out to you. I got money. That's what we do around here. Hey, uh, because I know some people are like, but coach, you you go to the junior college. <laughs> we'll have that conversation because I'll be at the junior college. I got money. Man, hey. Man, I we'll get into that conversation later. And shout out to Mr. Payne. Mr. Bringing the Payne in there. Payne Jr. in the building. Thank you for hitting me up um, on Saturday for a very generous super chat. Uh, so we're ready to get into the show. All right, shout out to Joe Biden. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> You look like yeah. a freshman. <laughs> Damn, Joe, slow down. Slow down. Joe, chill out, man. You at the you at the junior college deeper than coach. Me and Joe at the junior college, like, man, where is freshman orientation? And where is sophomore graduation? And where are all the transfers going? All right, you go to the junior college list, where are all the transfers going? All right, UCLA, USC. All right, we try to find out where all the junior college is going. 
girls going. Shout, shout out to Joe. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> <I'm teasing. laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> well, thank you. My man Joe down at the sorority house on sorority row. Lord have mercies. Hey, chill out, man. You on Isla Vista at UC Santa Barbara. Chill out, Joe. Man, what's wrong with this dude? Give him, give him some, man, cool Joe down. All right, come on, man. I know it's out of control. I know it's cheap for you, Joe. Pennies on the dollar. Uh, let's share this particular screen. Uh, let's see here. Where is it at? Hold on for a second. It's this screen right here. Okay, let's talk about mental health real quick before we get into the really that message because I want to talk about this and highlight a couple of things uh, for young men coming up. All right, uh, where? What? How, how come I'm? Oh, here it is right here. All right, there it is right there. Um, here's what's happening with younger women. Here's a freshman right here from Texas. He was studying agriculture at Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Shout out to you, Southern University. I actually coached there in the year 2001, 2001 and 2002. I was on the yard at Southern U. All right. So, uh, we went to the NCAA tournament that year. Uh, so I was a young assistant coach there on the Southern University basketball team, the women's team. Uh, but so I know about that campus there. Uh, but here it is, a Southern University cheerleader. She dies right here after alarming social media post. And it seems like she potentially might have taken her life here, unfortunately. And it, spots, it says right here, it casts a spotlight on the mental health needs. Here's a young woman. Obviously, she's in good shape here. She's definitely in good shape. I would say she's pretty, but uh, this is probably not the best photo of her. Uh, but right now she's here. She's a freshman. She lost her life, potentially might have taken her life here. And then she allegedly shared a final Instagram post talking about death and her history with suicidal thoughts. Man, that's so sad, man. That's so sad. A lot of people are struggling with this. Uh, social media is uh, giving people a false sense of reality. They can't keep up. They can't keep up with the Joneses. It was keeping up with the money Joneses. Now it's keeping up with the lifestyle Joneses. And uh, young women are dealing with these very tough lifestyle decisions and choices. And uh, I think, in my opinion, here's the young woman here. In my opinion, I'm going to tell you what this is. I know people don't agree with me, but uh, here's what it is. I think people are overburdened with choice. All right. They're overburdened with choice. But the choices are not realistic. They are setups. And a lot of times people are going to tell you, you're going to be happy if you do this. You're going to be happy if you get this. So you're going to be happy if you get your degree. Now, many people went to college, got a degree, and they still sitting in student loan debt right now, 20, 30, 40 years later. All right. And so what did that degree really get you? Not much. And it doesn't bring you happiness. It might bring you happiness when you walk across that stage and then real life shows up. They're also burdened with the a choice of uh, people are giving women a false sense of identification, meaning you're going to be a breadwinner. You're going to be a CEO when you graduate from the, with this degree within eight years. You're going to make millions of dollars. You're going to be a better position in life. And then ultimately they find out that's not the choice. That's not true. People are going to tell you, you're going to be happy once you pick your college. And once you get in there and start studying, you're going to be happy with the progress you're going to be making. And then they make you take a math and a reading class or a history class, or you're taking remedial English and you're going, what the hell, right? You're like, why am I here? Why am I here repeating the same courses I just repeated in high school for the first two years of college, right? And so you realize you're away from home, you're struggling, you're broke, 
you're you're not keeping up with the Joneses and you thought you were going to be happy with these choices that society tells you you're going to make. And in reality, during these years in our biology, historically, this is when people started selecting mates. They started selecting mates and thinking about family and bringing in uh, new generations of people. But these people were burdened down with too many choices. And often these choices are sold as happy choice. Uh, you're going to go to college and be happy. You're going to go graduate from college and be happy. You're going to go get a job and be CEO and be happy. Then you're going to be a breadwinner and be happy. And then you're going to have social media. You're going to travel. You're going to do all of this stuff. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island topped. I've done all of that. You're going to travel. You're going to get a degree. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. And all that's going to happen is that when you get to the school, when you get to the school, you're going to find out that that's all not a reality. You're also going to get in steep competition with the bigger and better dudes on campus. I mean, it gets bad out here. You know, I remember in Southern, Southern as they call it. I remember on campus, man. It's it's not all what it's cracked up to be. And then to complicate things, you have the mental health. And then you have all of these gender, gender identifications. What are you? Oh, next week, I'm this week. This week, I'm that. That week, I'm this, and these people got all these pronouns and all of these things that they got to juggle, and life used to be so simple. Life used to be so simple. All right, now it's overly complicated. Here's another young woman right here. She is a Instagram personality. I believe she's in the age of 16 or less. Uh, so we got to pause the conversation about 16, except if you're in 32 different states, then the conversation could go on. But I'm in California, so. Pause. Here's a young woman right here. Her name is Kalia, not Kaylee. Kalia Posey, her cause of death. And it looks like she was a Toddlers and Tierra star, Instagram flooded. And so it says right here, um, she's age 16. And it says the uh, Whatcom County medical examiner told the son that the cause of death was due to hanging. And it's a deletion. She deleted herself. She deleted herself. Look at this young woman here. Here's her Instagram here. If you guys wanted to know, please do not go harass the Instagram. And don't say my name when you go over there. Uh, here's a young woman. And shout out to Maury, the Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry, the YouTube star. Maury, he follows us over here. Millions and millions and millions of subscribers. Um, M-O-R-I is this, uh, YouTube. Here's her Instagram right here. This is her last post here. She's on a cruise. She's traveling. I don't know if you guys know. Traveling is it's not what the photos show you. All right, traveling is pretty hectic. It's stressful. You're getting to the airline. You're making connecting flights. You, you're paying thousands of dollars. You got to make sure you got your passport, identification, the Pope, your mask, whatever's going on, going on there. And then also you can take one picture to show, oh, my life is glamorous. All right, you do all of that. It's tiresome. It's burdensome. You got to get your damn luggage, get to the hotel, not get robbed. And so... Here's what they're doing. They're showing the highlights of all of their lives. They go travel all of these places to do all of these wonderful things to get the wonderful shot for social media. And uh, then they show their wonderful life here. And then all of a sudden it comes all crashing down. There's really not a lot of happiness out here. All there are are social media posts, right? Oh, look at my wonderful life. Unfortunately, these young people see these um these young people see these other people on social media and they go, they're living the life. Yeah, eating crappy food, uh, your schedule, your sleep schedule's off. It's it's not as what it's cracked up to be. And so, um, but they do it for this little bit of highlight in this fame. So this young woman said, nah, man, that ain't it. I I I um I'm not happy. I'm not 
and she took to her final it says her her final instagram post comments are loaded with tributes and all of this stuff unfortunately man uh we're dealing with people who are trying to find happiness they're overburdened with choice they think the next choice is going to make them happy i'm not happy and they're just not happy to be here man be happy to be here i know i know people are going through some some different things but it seems like to me uh when when you're looking at who's doing this particular type of deletion it seems to be young women I know there's young men doing it and they're probably not getting reported, uh, but uh, it seems to be young women. And this is the sad part. This is what you don't know. Young women are watching this. See, this is a big story to young women. They're, they are, they're paying close attention. So if you have teenage kids, daughters, uh, daughters that are just out of college, they're watching this. And what that's going to do is they're going to go, wow, if this woman who has how many followers, 56.7K, if this young woman ain't happy, guess what? I'm not happy. <laughs> and there's going to be copycats left and right because they're going to be like, damn, if she checked out. They don't like this is exactly OK. And so now my next concern is. These are the people that you're going to date. These are the people that are on seeking. These are the people that your sons are going to date. They're coming in already a little bit messed up in the head, all right, especially because social media is the norm. Here's another young lady uh, right here. This young lady right here, she's a goalie for Stanford just this past month, just this month, uh, or was it uh, earlier this week? It was May, it was March 13th, so I'm a little bit behind here. This young lady right here, she's star goalie for Stanford. One of my kids told me about the story. Oh, did you hear about that girl? She's at Stanford. She was just playing in the NCAA tournament or just playing in her. And then the next week, deleted, self-deleted, self-deleted. Like what? Like, wow. So here it is. Um, here's all these opportunities. You're going to get to go to Stanford. You're going to get to be a student athlete. You're going to get to be on the field, a starter. And then everybody says you're going to be happy every time you make these decisions. But they are they're overworked, overburdened with choice. Believe me, I've been in Division One basketball for twelve years. It's a grind. It's not easy, and there's not a lot of opportunity to sit around and be happy, especially when you're talking about playing games. You're gonna win some and lose some. You're gonna have pressure from your coaches, uh, pressure in your academics. These people don't sit around being happy because they made it to the top. All right, and um, here it is, right here. Uh, let's see here. She deleted herself right here uh, after confirming the 22-year-old daughter. Wait, after confirming her 22-year-old daughter, Katie Meyer, had died days earlier by deletion or self-deletion, as we call it. Gina Meyer wondered about this month if the star goalkeeper for Stanford's women's soccer team might have been overwhelmed by the pressures of sports and academic academics. All right, man, I tell you, man, these young people are under great pressure. But the pressure is this is normal. You know what's not normal? The the idea that they're going to be happy, right? Um, we knew as Generation Xers, <laughs> like our our future was bleak already. You know, we were just lucky to be alive and not get shot up if we lived in the community. All right, so we were lucky to even make it to where we are. So we're like, <laughs> all right, like we there was no even there was no optimism anywhere for Gen X. You know, every 30 years, we have these dust-ups. Every one of these generations, the 60s, the 90s, and now at 2020, we have this cultural shift. And so the 60s was a cultural shift. The 90s was a cultural shift. 
And now 2020s are another cultural shift. So in the, the Gen Xers, we were just lucky to make it out. And we're happy to be here. A lot of people didn't even make it. But there wasn't a lot of self-deletion. I mean, there were some that wasn't a lot. I think now we're exposed to this because people believe um, that they're going to be the next millionaire. I mean, you should believe that, but the reality is not, okay? The average college graduate graduates today thinking that they're going to make six figures right out of college. When they're going to make half of six figures if they're lucky. And they're going to have mounting student loan debt. So this is what these young people are dealing with. And you guys got it. Why is it a concern for you? Number one, I know there's a lot of fathers that watch me. It's a concern for you if you have kids in this age group. You don't know. Once, you, once you've given them access to social media, you've lost them. I'm just going to let you know right there. They are now turned over to the propaganda that is on social media. And you don't get to see what they're watching. Now, if they're watching a lot of young girls who appear to be happy deleting themselves, guess what? What, what kind of optimism are they going to have? Number two, these people are overburdened with choices that they believe their next choice is going to make them happy. And the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. And that's not the case. So you're always going to have somebody who's disappointed in life. Unfortunately, they can get attention by doing something silly like this, right? That's number two. So number three on this one, I think people need to go back and understand that the position that we're putting ourselves in as a young as young people is against our biology and it is against our nature. We need to really dial it back. So that's going to transition into the next point in which people are trying to confuse gender roles and change the whole narrative about things. But you're fighting nature. You're fighting thousands of years of programming. Because you got a little mind and your little mind. Now, now everybody's not going to fall into all of this type of programming that we've been in for thousands of years. You can make your own choice. But the problem is we're trying to convince everybody else to make this choice. And it is going to bite everybody in the ass. So let me get back to uh, the contributors for today's show. All my suffering suck attached today. All right, let me see if there's any PayPals. Hit me up on the PayPal. You can hit me up over there. Uh, so when I get into this conversation today, yes, we have some PayPals. When I get into this conversation about gender roles, I remember, if you're just joining me, I set it up. And I'm telling you why this idea of non-gender roles and everybody being fluid and doing what they want is causing massive confusion because you're fighting programming. And this is why you're not happy. This is... This is why women overwhelmingly, you're seeing it. I, sh I showed you young women deleting themselves. Not only that, they're selling themselves out for $50 million on OnlyFans. This is a disaster. It's not that I'm trying to make you do anything for gender roles. I'm just telling you where we're going. And I just want to let you know before I do this, this one. I walk in the spirit of Elijah. A lot of red pill guys do too. We walk in the spirit of Elijah. We're the ones warning you. And if you don't know who Elijah is in the Bible, go ahead and look it up. He was the one who walked in the spirit of Elijah. He went and cast himself into the desert and said, F all of this. I can't take all of this. This weak king, this weak spirit of men, which is the weak who represents, who's represented by the weak king Ahab, who let Jezebel, his queen, preside over his empire, 
and uh, and he followed every choice of his queen Jezebel. Elijah said, "The hell with this! I'll go out into the desert for forty days, and I'm gonna come back, and this whole damn thing will be destroyed, and everything that this spirit of Jezebel represents will be destroyed." It wasn't about hate; it was about weak men allowing uh, uh, this particular spirit that we're living under today to preside over the world. Here, here we go. All right, hold on for a second. So when people want to know what I'm talking about, this is what we're talking about. We walk in the spirit of Elijah. The weak man has allowed this. Weak men have allowed this. It's not women having, I, I, listen, ladies, by the way, y'all owe me some feet pictures, but ladies, I don't particularly care which way you walk, but weak men have allowed this. And women have allowed weak men to do this only to not even reward these weak men. <laughs> you Weak men, Juicy J, you guys allowed this to happen. And what did you get? Nothing. <laughs> All right, shout out to Eddie in the building from YouTube. He says, showing my support for the hard work you do, your content, help me focus on the things that matter, hashtag free agent for life. That's what we do around here. And young men, men, young men, just understand, uh, I know you want to get a little bit of stank on your finger and wet your whistle. It's all good. You'll be able to do that in due time, okay? But with that being said, do not sell yourself short. It's not going to be worth it in the long run. Listen, I made a couple of mistakes in my life, but I knew the mistake that I was going to make, and they bit me in the ass. Shout out to uh, Double R Brothers. We need to rewatch uh, the Simp Recovery Program. <laughs> oh, man, goodness. Shout out to you over in the double R, Mr. Double R in the building. Uh, yes, brothers, we need to watch the Simp Recovery Program. Yes, it, it's it's a real disaster out here. And I find it odd that when we get to Juicy J's comment, the amount of support for Juicy J's comment, I'm going to show you how, how you can quickly flip it on its head. And and the, the people supporting his comments will scram immediately when I tell you, okay, well, this means that. They'll be like this. Shout out to, uh, let me make sure I don't say his government name in here. Mr. Falk, he says, no woman you get will be perfect, but I married my wife because on our second date, I only had 40 bucks and the bill was 56 and she pulled out a hundy and paid it all, paid my rent when my brother-in-laws wanted to kick me out. Congratulations to you. And um, listen, uh, again, some people will dodge, uh, dodge bullets out here and they will get, you know, some people will get, a certain type of relationship and it will work out for them. All right. So um, listen, not all of them will be bad. Shout out to who it says in here. We're going to call you Mr. AK, Mr. AK 47. New article came out stating the official age of marriage now is 30 plus marriage is dead. Who wants to marry a 30 year old prune? He says free agent lifestyle for life. Um, and if you're new to my programming, I actually been talking about the age increase in marriage. It's going the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And I know Kevin, they've been saying, Kevin Samuel's famous for saying 35-year-old women are leftovers. He, he's not, I mean, he might be, he might, you might have heard him say that first. He didn't say that first at all, right? But however, I guess if he's known for that, people are going to attribute that comment to him. And uh, people have been talking about that for a long time. As far as mate selection goes, of course, they're going to be, people that will be the exception to the rule. But overwhelmingly, if you look at when people did this in the past, 
it has worked for the the nature's benefit. The if you're a Bible scholar, be fruitful and multiply has worked to your benefit by early mate selection. Late mate selection works to no one's benefit except for the people who uh, push in vitro fertilization. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the only benefit for people that it worked for. Uh, who else is in here? Mr. Neal is in the building over on the PayPal. Great topic. Many women I have dealt with suffer from mental health issues. It seems to be common. We haven't evolved to deal with the level of choice in modern life. We have not. I think we're working against uh, our nature um, in that we think things are easily attainable, and it's not. Uh, for young men, the average age of a millionaire in the United States is 63 years old. 63. The least common age for millionaires is age 30. Okay, the second least common is 20. The most common is 60. And then the, the, the most of them start at 50 and 60 becoming millionaires. But in your world on Instagram, you see a lot of 20 and 30-year-old millionaires when it is rare. But you think, hey, I'm going to be a millionaire. And then you make all kind of dumb choices in life. And then you end up in jail or dead trying to pursue millionaire Uh So anyway, not saying you're not going to become a 20. Uh, the re oh, let me see this. The reason why 20 is more common than 30 is because a lot of the millionaires that are 20 are athletes. <laughs> all right. So they're athletes and they get million dollar contracts or they're rappers or they're entertainers and singers. So that's why 20 was ahead of 30, but 30 was way low. It was 20 and then 30. I'll pull up the chart later. Austin, Mr. Austin, AD, he says, this girl was just telling me that she was moving because her roommate couldn't afford to live there. Uh, she says, I think she got evicted, but the point is that they are struggling out here. Oh my gosh. If you really knew. The younger, oh, he says, he says something else. Sorry. And then we'll get on with Juicy J's comment. He says, the Rainbow Community girls are struggling. Yes, they are. They're always in my DMs asking for money like Felicia. <laughs> they pretend to not need men, but they know they need us. Oh, man, it's a weird world. And you really get weird in it when you get on to, you know, dating younger women. Because, listen, young people are struggling as it is. But I think what happens when you date younger women and their world to their group of people and their cohorts and their little groups of people, they're making it and they're glamorous and they're doing this and that. But behind the scenes, if you hear MC's Ren song behind the scenes, behind the scenes, how they're getting ahead is they're giving ahead. I got money. <laughs> I came up with that. I don't know if it makes sense. They're getting ahead by giving a little head. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. It's a weird world. Not all, but a lot, especially below the age of 28. It's scary out there. However, eh, I got to do what I got to do. Here comes the bankroll. Here it comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what's going to make it happen. That's what's going to make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? We did. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those are not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. 
I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs. I know it sounds repetitive, but let me just remind you the the world we are in as a young men, men the age of 16 through 35. You have freedom like no other men have ever had. You have a freedom like no other men have ever had. Unfortunately, it's harder for you guys to get relationships with women, right? It's that that part sucks. But you've been freed by this pro progressive movement and I'm going to tell you read my book The Free Agent Lifestyle and take advantage of it. Take clear advantage of it because before this modern culture men had to take women on dates for 90 days many of most of us we had the cold approach we had to call women on the phone we had to beep them 911 or call them on their cell phone we had to uh take girls out for dates for 90 days get pat on the head we knew she was giving up that stank to uh bbd bell bib the boat all of them New edition, Johnny Gill. <laughs> we had to sing, dance, tap dance, rap, shuffle. We had to do something, break on the box, have graffiti, gang bang. We had to do something to stand out. We couldn't just be a normal dude. We had to take a girl on date, 90 days. 90 days. We had to take her on date after date after date after date after date. <laughs> Hang out, spend time, nothing. You go to touch her. Oh, what you doing? Oh, don't be a bad boy. <laughs> Because she had a reputation that she didn't want to be uh, trampled on. She couldn't just be out here being a freak until the day, until the dawn. Bump, bump. She couldn't just do that. And then we had to marry her. We had to, let's get married. We had to marry the girl. We had to walk her down the aisle. We had to let the daddy go ahead and pass the daughter off. We had to be nice to the monster-in-law. And we was listening to Too Short for our damn sexual education. We was like, what? With some fat hole lips? I'm sorry. You, she going to do what with some fat hole lips? Oh, my God. We was like, that's impossible. <laughs> how did that happen? How, how do you get things like that? We was like, man, Too Short living the life. We looked at pimps. Oh, pimps are winning. We thought everybody was winning except us. And guess what? <laughs> we all got divorced like a mofo. Now we're sitting on the sideline giving you guys advice. And at the same time, girls are doing monkey double backflips for dollars. I got money. All right, they shaking their tail feather, all of that stuff. And we're sitting around, what, what happened? All right, and so what happened now, now we're a little bit older and we got a couple of dollars in our pocket. And guess what's happening? Instead of the majority of you men that are 16 to 30 getting a little bit of wet, your whistle wet, we over here, they, they at our house on the sneak. They come into our house, and then the girls are like, these young girls don't want these old men. <laughs> okay, you keep thinking that. We got your girls. How they say it in the military? Um, what do they say? Jody got your girl? Uh, Daddy got your girl. This is a damn shame out here. So it's a, it's a crazy world that we live in. All I'm going to say, man, do take advantage of your freedom because everyone's confused.
at this point. Everyone's under an illusion of confusion. Uh, here's Juicy J. Anybody know who Juicy J is? Uh, did I get a picture of Juicy J? Juicy J recently caught Rhett. All right, ESPN put him on his TV show, and now the media is like, you're putting that misogynist, gangster rapper, drug pusher. That's Juicy J right there. He, he's an Oscar award-winning rapper with the 3-6 Mafia. Shout out to Juicy J. And so Juicy J's been around for a long time. Sipping on some scissor had to be like 2000 and 1997. When was Sipping on some scissor? 2001? I don't know. 2000? All right, so here's Juicy J. All right, on his Twitter, he went on Twitter, and this is what he had to say. He says, there is nothing wrong with paying a woman's bills. We got to stop this bull-ish. And so uh, this was on May 8th, which was yesterday. And at 1 a.m., he's obviously was getting some, he was getting served. He was getting serviced, and he was like, I'll pay all your bills. I'll pay your college, all of that. Now, obviously, this set black Twitter afire because white people are like, who in the hell is Juicy J and Scissor? Well, we caught you up. We caught you up. And so now we have this elementary school argument once again as our community is a dumpster fire. All right. Most communities already kind of know and play into gender roles and they kind of do what they got to do. But for some reason, this the grassroots of dysfunction or any particular agenda, it starts right here in the community. All right, so we have the most pandering towards the following issues. Women's independence, feminism, early termination of pregnancy, uh, trans issues, Skittles community. I mean, any, any agenda, oftentimes the first person that they put out on a commercial is going to be a black person. And that black person is going to be a male dressed in a dress, like a damn, like going to a, a Cinderella, the bell of the ball. Or it's going to be a trans person on a track meet. It's, it's going to be a black person. Over, like, the immediately, they're going to push a black person out. Uh, a strong and independent, a career woman, single mom. And it's not going to be a masculine representation of a man, but it's going to be a potentially a masculine representation of a woman. It's going to be, uh, what, what was I watching? I went to go watch Dr. Strange. Was it Dr. Strange? Yes, I was Dr. Strange this weekend. And I'm not going to give a spoiler alert, but they threw in some pandering towards the Latino community. All right. If anybody knows what I'm talking about, I don't know if I'm going to give it away. Uh, I'm not spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler. The young woman in the movie, Dr. Strange. Okay. There's a point. I think they're in the multiverse or whatever. And sure enough, right smack in the middle of the movie, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, sure enough, the girl says, oh, my mother's. So she goes back. She has two moms, no daddy. Go check it out. I was like, oh, man, why they got to always sneak it in? They always got to sneak it in. And it was, of course, Latino. It's rarely ever white folk. You know why? White folk are doing most of the time they're doing it the, the straight ahead way they ain't trying to go venture this way and that way um asian folk they don't venture too far off a of traditional role sure every now and then you're gonna meet a uh, a couple who's an asian doctor asian lawyer or she's an agent real estate uh she's a real estate agent and he's a engineer 
And she probably works, 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 but it, they will always come back to positive gender assignment. Because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, they ain't got no time for the agendas. Now, they'll push it to you. They'll push it to you. Go to any of these other cultures. Muslim, Persian, uh, Muslim, uh, Middle Eastern, Jewish. They rarely ever venture in across that line. They They really... If they do, it's a rare breed. But you know what? When it comes to dark skin, meaning black and, and Latinos, they let y'all do whatever the hell they want. They're going to have a dude parading around in a dress. It's going to be it's going to create confusion. And then what happens is the conversation causes division. So this is why I often tell you, listen, you do what you want to do. But what I'm telling you is the divide and conquer is real. This is not a gender war. It's an agenda war. And oftentimes the poor people are the ones who get taken advantage of in this situation. And then they create the confusion and then they, and then they skedaddle, right? Wait, they, they skedaddle. Now I'm going to put up this graph that I always put up um, just to show you what's eventually going to occur in this elementary school. This is what, this is what the results of are when, when you get to this situation, right? If you look at what I was talking about, Asians, like you're going to see very few of them go and cross these lines of division and in, in, in conversations about gender roles. If they do have a conversation about a gender role, they'll keep it on the low. They might have it in their household and be like, look, you'll have that what they would say, the Asian tiger mom. She might say to her husband, hey, look, I run this when we in the house. Don't, don't bother me. Uh, yes, you're the man. Bring on the paycheck. I'll take care of the kids. I'll run them over to tutoring and tennis lessons and piano lessons. I'm in control of this. Don't bother me. She'll say that in the house. She don't go parade out on social media. You rarely hear them having this conversation about gender roles and who serves who and who's supposed to make somebody's plate. When the family comes over, the Asian tiger mom is going to make everybody's plate. <laughs> okay, she'll be like, look, I'm going to make everybody's plate. We're going to play up. The role, the this and that, and then but but then but then when everybody goes home, I'm in control of this, right? Mm. Um, and then when you go to white communities, now you do have this fracture with divorce and whatnot. But when you go to the suburbs, when you go to the suburbs, the white women, they're doing their role. They might stab the dude in the back, poison him in the end, and end up on snap. <laughs> but as far as everybody can see, they send that man home. I mean, they send that man out to work, and then they go drop their kids off to school. They go to yoga class. They they go to PTA meeting, right? They do. <laughs> they drive around in a Chevy Tahoe or their uh their 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 Range Rover. They pick up all their kids and shuffle them over to, to soccer practice and tutoring. They don't have yeah they they don't have an idea of this hang up of this gender role issue, it's only like white liberals that get might push into that. And even half of them will start, they'll, they'll dip their toe into gender roles. Oh, and sh it shouldn't be, but they'll end up doing it anyway. Right. But they'll, they'll say, oh, it shouldn't be this. Now the ones who go full lib, they, they are confused. They end up saying, I'm going to find a black man in the end. So this is what's happening in this creating this confusion. But when you go to the communita and the Cesar Chavez community, communidad, 
the community and the community. When you go there, dysfunction, chaos. Because in our world, we can have this conversation and we never bridge the gap. We never meet in the middle. <laughs> we end up getting further, further, and further apart. Hence, where Juicy J comes in. Because previously to Juicy J's comment of him, what we would call simping, where there is no nothing wrong with paying a woman's bills. We got to stop this BS. We are the culture that is fully participating in what you would call the identity politics of strong and independent. A lot of, uh, you know, uh, non-traditional couples or what do we call like, um, you know, uh, you know, you have um, man on man, woman on woman. You know, you, you have a lot of crazy stuff going on and you have the least marital rate and the highest divorce rate. Now, previous to his comments, Cam Newton said this and he lost his damn sponsorships and people went nuts. I had a, a perfect, a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my father. Mm -hmm. My parents have been together for 36, 37 years now and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in a three parent household, my mom, my father and my grandmother. And uh, I knew what a woman was, not a bad bitch. Okay, what's the difference? A woman. Okay. A bad bitch is a person who's just, you know, girl, I'm a bad bitch. You know, I'm doing yeah. this, I'm doing that. I, I, I looked apart, but I don't act apart. Okay. You know, and it's a lot of women who are bad bitches. And I say bitches in, in, in a way not to degrade a woman, but just to, to, to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a boss chick. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman for me is handling your own, but knowing how to cater to a man's needs, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of like, I'm a boss bitch, like I'm a this, I'm a dad, no baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know. You don't know when to be quiet. Ooh. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, they took the last statement. Can't cook. Uh, can't clean. And they ran with that one. Right. They was like. Now there, there it is again. Junior. Uh, the junior high school level conversation where it's a circular conversation about what gender roles are. Now he said that about three or four weeks ago, and people lost their mind. And particularly in the community, I mean, community, they lost their mind. It was like, what is this gender role BS? And women don't have to cook and clean. Now, ironically, Juicy J comes out and says this. And I want you to see the damn hypocrisy in the conversation, starting off with this comment. This is a young woman right here. Yeah, I believe so. Does she have her pronouns? I'm not sure. Her name is Bougie something. Here's her comment. The fact that so many don't know that a man is a protector and a provider shows that so many people didn't grow up in a two-parent household where this is the norm. Before I finish the rest of the conversation, are you telling me a man's job is to protect and provide? Now, I don't have any disagreement with that. But my next question is, what's your job? Yeah, the community's in trouble, man. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! 
See, now you got problems. Now you got a problem because then I get, okay, my job is to protect and provide, right? Okay. Your job is to, what did Cam Newton say? Right here. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know, baby, like, but you can't cook. Okay. You don't know, you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead. So you're telling me what I'm supposed to do, which I'm fine with. But let me tell you what you're supposed to do. Meaning, let me tell you what I need. I have no problem protecting and providing. I do it already. And I do it way better than you'll ever be able to do it. So hence, I'll take on the role. I have no problem with that. And even Juicy J's comment, I certainly don't have a problem with his comment per se. I have a problem with his perspective because he's trying to cast that over everyone else. And he might not realize he represents 1.5% of black men or men in general. He represents a, posi a position that I want all men to try to get to, right? You have the freedom, you have the choice. And if you have the resources, then you can choose someone who is willing to give you the part where you, wh whatever you need. So in his part, I'm not mad at him. But to cast that on everyone else and go back to the normies and for normies to then say, yeah, men are supposed to protect and lead or okay. Now I'm protecting and leading, and then what do you do? You fight me. When I tell you, this is what I need. So a person like Cam Newton can't even say, this is what I need in the community. This is why I say the community is in disrepair, because we can't even get to the point where we're having these conversations in private, and we're letting families do what families do. When you go to the Asian and the white community, they're, they're never... When do you rarely, when do you ever see this conversation being had? Let me put up the chart one more time. And I'm not trying to compare, but when I point out these statistics, when do you ever, when have you ever? So I says Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> when have you ever seen two Asian women get out on social media and be like, hell with all this. We tired of these gender roles and we tired of choosing these Asian doctors and engineers or engineer doctors, it rarely ever happens. And they seem to be having some sort of repair in their community. But when you get down here, as you go down the list, this is where the conversation opens wide up, wide open, and it shows the dysfunction of the community. It ain't never getting, because we can't even get off this, uh, we can't even get off the blocks. Matter of fact, if you ask someone, if you ask someone, who pays for the first date? You can't even meet. You can't even have a meeting of the minds on this. You can't. It's damn near impossible to have a meeting on the minds of who pays for the first date. This is why then men are starting to pull back. Okay, well, we can meet in the park. We can meet for coffee. And then women are going, well, this ain't what real dates are. First of all, dating stems from prostitution, but that's neither here or there. All right. I think dating is ridiculous by, but it, it doesn't even, it, uh, the, the reality of what you guys think dating is, Stems from an act of uh, debauchery, all right? But that's whatever you want to make it believe, all right? You don't have to believe what I tell you. I actually rolled it out on a long live stream and proved my point, okay? You guys are doing a sinful act trying to make it uh, a connection. Oh, good people meet over food. You meet strange people out for food and give her gifts and money and, and dates, all right? That, that would be prostitution in the 1900s, but... <laughs> but... Why then can uh, why then can men 
say to other men, you're supposed to support uh, other women and pay their bills. But in the same breath, you can't tell them what to say. Now, let me give you another argument here. There was a man in 2019, this man right here, this brother right here. You see this man? He sparked another disrepair community debate. And I'm sorry I keep going on in the community, but this is where this is ground zero of every dysfunctional agenda uh, that has divided the community into bits and pieces. All right. So we're the ones that always fall for this stuff. And so this man, he went viral saying he's a, saying real men pay all the bills. Remember this dude? Uh, I just want to tell you, this guy had been married for 18 years and he paid all his woman's bills. They ended up divorced. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to read it out and then I'll play it because you might not understand what he's saying. He says, my wife has never paid a mortgage payment. She's never paid a gas bill or an electric bill or a cable bill. Insurance for her car, I pay for all of that. And that's what a man does for his family. Now, again, I don't have too much of a problem with that because I can take care of that. All right. Now, where the problem comes in is if she's working and she's outside of the home and then she has her career. So I could focus on my career. Where is that money going? Okay, that, that's what I want to know. Number one. Number two, is there a divorce? How are we splitting up the money then? Does she get extra money to exit the divorce? Well, I paid all this money up front. Why are you getting money leaving the leaving the marriage? I got a problem with that. All right. Um, is she taking the kids and I'm paying more child support? I got a problem with that. Is she not doing serving my needs? And she's out there working for another man. She's splitting her loyalties. Her boss takes precedent over the husband. I got a problem with that. Sure, you can have your career, but I'm not going to pay all the bills if you're out there fraternizing with every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and then coming home and then saying, well, this is my money. You continue to pay the bills. I got a problem with that. She says, I'm not, he says, I'm not on a pedestal behind her. He says, my wife shouldn't have to worry about the gas being on, the lights being on, or food in the fridge. She don't pay for food or none of that. That's my job. He continues that a man shouldn't have to take uh, shouldn't be told to take care of his children and responsibilities. So this is me. Guys, I, I swear, I swear. I, I, I absolutely swear. This is sandbox elementary school bullshit. And the community is always stuck right there. The reason why is you have all these divided loyalties. Because she says, yeah, you, you be the protector provider. And then she's out there not doing anything back in return. Don't tell me to do nothing. And you're going, hold up. And then you got this old conversation of, which is ridiculous to me. A real man takes care of his kids. Like Chris Rock said, of course he does, you dumbass. What kind of person doesn't take care of their kids? But in the community, you cannot take care of your kids. You can literally just be like, or better yet, you can be literally alienated from your kids and forced to pay by her turning your social security number over to the child support agency. And then you become a deadbeat prisoner. This is normal dysfunction in the community. This is normal. And this is why relationships and families are fractured and they'll forever be. 
they're, they're not getting it because we're here on first base. Everybody's circling the bases, hitting home runs around us. And we're here having this basic ass conversation. It is so damn sickening. So let's go ahead and listen to what he had to say. Let's see if we can say it. I had to do, I had to give the subtitles before I said it because you might not understand what he says. What the hell? Oh, no, I got to refresh it. Sorry. Refresh the screen. Let's hear what he had to say. It says, my father dropping jewels. All right, I can't hear it. Hold up for a second. He said, you've been married to your wife 18 years and she ain't never paid what? I've been married to my wife for 18 years, going on 19 years. My wife has never paid a mortgage payment. She's never paid a gas bill, electric bill. She's never paid a cable bill. She's never had to pay insurance for her cars. I pay for all that. But that's what a fucking man does for his family. I don't, I don't, I'm not on no pedestal behind it, but that's what a man does. A man takes care of his family. My wife shouldn't have to worry about a goddamn mortgage payment. She'd have to worry about the lights being on, gas being on, food in the motherfucking refrigerator. She don't pay for food. Pay yeah, I needed the subtitles for this one. Because, you know, the, the refrigerator, the fridge, I don't know what he's talking about here. None of that. That's my motherfucking job. Why he got to cuss every two-second word, man? This is why. You know, okay, my, my thing is, what do you have to worry about? What do you not have to? I mean, obviously, she's feeding him. <laughs> but she's not feeding him good food because his waistline, he got Dunlap disease. Understand me? You don't got to be a pedestal to do that shit. That's what a man do, and a man don't brag about this shit. I'm not bragging at all. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You said a man don't brag about that, but you brag him. All right, because where you're from, it's an oxymoron to do that, right? It, it, what, you take care of everything. What is she doing? So I could focus on my career. No, but that's what a fucking man does. In the same breath, you should tell me what the woman is supposed to do. See, this is the problem. In the same breath, I should immediately hear, okay, I do this and I do that, and this is what she does. You never hear that. It's like this. <laughs> and this is the person. I don't know if you can see this reflection. This is the person literally recording the video, and I believe there's Dunlap disease. And all of that. What does she? Ha what does your wife have to do? Does she have to stay fit? Does she have to stay feminine? Does she have to stay cooperative? Does she have to, you know, uh, take care of your kid? What does she do? I I'm asking. What does she have to do? Is there any requirements? Do you require anything? That's what I should hear in the same conversation. Nothing. I hear nothing because if he would have opened his mouth and said, "Now this is what she does," he would have been canceled. A man got. Eight children, Damn. and 12 grandchildren. Say it again. Okay. See, and most of the time, it's the women that are going to cheer this stuff on, which, again, I'm half, I'm in between on this one. I'm not saying he's wrong, but where he missed out, where every man misses out, of, uh, especially black men, because th this is pandering what he's doing. He's pandering to the audience. So the women are happy. Okay. Uh-huh. And they single mother twice over. Okay. Uh-huh. Say that, Papa. Say that. He ain't sitting... He got 12 grandchildren. I bear it, I guarantee you not many of his daughters are married. And I've never been under one child support order in my life. And you take uh this is low grade uh ridiculous uh expectations. 
Yeah, all of them. And I do for all my kids whenever they need me. All they gotta do is call their daddy and call the beer. So if you meet a motherfucking nigga that can't, oh my god, treat you the way your father treats you, you don't need that motherfucker. Hey, look at look at Nana in the back. She used to be uh she used to be a uh, flapper back in the day. Back in the day, Nana like yeah boy say that. She got her gloves on. Look at this damn house. Is this your house? Hey, bro, I got a question. Is this your house? Obviously, somebody forgot to clean up. You got all these damn people over. And look at this. Reese pieces, cups on here, mental health meds, mirrors. What the hell? Who cleaned this damn house? You got all these women in the house, and you paid all these bills. You started shuffling, and ain't nobody cleaned this damn house. All right? What's going on with these damn curtains in the back? Oh, my God. Who did the decor and the interior decoration? That's what I want to know. Damn it. Okay. Say that shit, MG. <laughs> oh, he think he won. There's not one man in this room. There ain't a man in the whole damn house. And there's kids, there's eight generations in the whole house. Is this a normal day or is this a holiday? There ain't a man in the damn room. Why you need a motherfucker that can't do for you, can, can't do more for you than your own father? I set the fucking standard. That's right. <laughs> he drunk. <laughs> he drunk, bro. He on his eighth, uh, he on his eighth can of four locos. Amen. If a nigga can't do more than your, what your father do for you, you don't fucking need him. Why you get a man that can't do? If my dad can do that shit, nigga, I don't need you. Your father set the stand, and a lot of niggas set the and a lot of niggas. What is going on with the N word? Oh my god, I can't stand that word, man. Especially, I mean, you get you get one or two words per hour. You know what I mean? Come on, man. The standard so fucking low, they fuck the girls up. They girls up. You set that standard that low, that fucks your girls up. Cause then they go out there and go for any shit. You gotta set that standard fucking high, right here. So she'd be like, I don't want a nigga that does not gonna treat me as good as my father. I can call my dad, and and if I don't give a fuck where, I can be on a goddamn moon. Dad, I'm on. What is he talking about, bruh? Put the slitch malt liquor down. Hey, um. The next conversation I'm having is who set him off? One of his daughters got to have his her fourth baby daddy set him off. He mad. My motherfucking wife. That's right. And y'all know that. Y'all can be anywhere on this going God's green earth as long as I'm above goddamn ground. You call me and say, Daddy, help me. Motherfucker, before you drop the goddamn phone, I'm standing right there. What you mean, baby? That's a damn like, This is why I love my fucking father. Yeah, that's, that's what that shit about. And I'm going to tell you again, it's not, about being, it's, just, it's not about being on the fucking pedestal. It's not about being on the pedestal. It's not about somebody telling you how good you are. Because here's the thing. Why the, I don't need a... What are you talking... Hey, man. Yo. Where are all the men in this house? Where's all the men? There's not one. Nana is here. Nana? Uh, you got a baby here. You got a teenager, preteen here. You got three daughters. I got solo cups for days. All right. He's drunk. <laughs> he going on a tirade. I did see his wife or maybe his mama. This is his ex-wife's mama. They living good off of this fool. 
you a motherfucker to tell me I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Understand me? They talk about women to take care of their kids and no oh. dad and all that type of shit. Uh-huh. Put the woman on the pedestal for doing your fucking job as a goddamn man. <sighs> Yikes. But when I do this, when I do what I'm supposed to do, nigga, you ain't got to praise me to do what the fuck I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do that. You don't got to call me. No, you don't. Well, what are you doing? You're doing the exact same thing you're saying, what you don't have to do. I don't need to be on a motherfucking pedestal because I'm doing what the fuck I'm supposed to do for a life I brought into this world. That shit's crazy. It's crazy. Niggas want to get praised because they because they pay a child support payment. I pay this. You want to be on a motherfucking you want to be on a motherfucking pedestal because you send a goddamn check, but your kid don't never fucking see you. Well, that's not his fault. That, that's not his fault. But many times the guy can't see the kid. That's why he's sending the check. All right, come on, man. This guy don't know. I think he got divorced. I'm gonna look it up in a minute. A goddamn check don't go to the basketball game. A check don't go to the school to see how good right. you go. A check don't help you with goddamn homework, nigga. You can battle the check. The fuck is that? <laughs> Your kid want to see you, nigga. That's right. And they need a check. All right, you you forgot that part. They they still gonna need a check. Just because I show up doesn't mean that's gonna be enough. They still gonna need a check. And why is he talking around this around this baby? This poor baby ain't got no chance growing up. You see this little, he talking like this. He about the backhander on accident. He's Look at the baby coming by. Oh, any nigga with a dick can make. Wow, you hear that? You hear how he's talking around this child? Man, this is so immature. This is why, man, I tell you. Any nigga with a dick can make a baby. It takes a real motherfucker to be a father. Amen. <sighs> wow. Community one on one. I mean, I'm trying to help the community. I be trying to help for real. I know y'all try to. Uh, this is what's going on. Let me let me look real quick before I do the um the super chats. I think they got divorced. Let me see here. Let me go back. Uh, I think they ended up divorced. Let me see here. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, I did remember seeing, I think they got divorced, but let me see here. I can't really, oh man, it'll be tougher because I don't have their name. Man slated for, man slated for, let me see here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't find it, but I think they did. I think they did get divorced. So, which was the irony of that, <laughs> the whole thing. I'm trying to find their name. See if you can find, sorry, man. Apologies. I meant to look it up, but it just crossed my mind before I went on live. And I was like, oh, I remember that. So if he did get divorced, that that was the irony in the whole thing. So uh, then he finds out the hard way. And then I'm pretty sure he changes up this, his conversation. So I'm going to find that. Let me do the cash apps. Then we'll get to uh, the rest of the, the show uh, regarding Juicy J. I mean, where do you where do we go from here? I'm trying to help the situation. All right. But it's not working. Where are we at? I got more, 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 more support. Thank you, man. Thank you for all the uh, support out here. I wonder if this is everybody. Shout out to uh, Mr. Abbott. He says, thanks for being, uh, for listening at work on SoundCloud. All right, been listening to work at SoundCloud. They always have that four in there, which throws me off. But he says, been listening 
at work on SoundCloud. Oh, so that's a reminder to post my stuff on SoundCloud on time. Appreciate you. Abel returns to Eden. Monk mode is the best and only pre and post nut clarity. Yes. For men, we teach men on what's going to happen. I, I, man, I feel bad to what they're doing to this space, especially for guys. I know it's an imperfect thing and it goes against society, but men like Kevin, you got to take the good from the message. Men like us, you got to take the good from the message and not see this as hate. We're trying to prepare young men. Ladies, I don't care what you do. I'm not trying to correct you at all. I mean, I'm not even trying to wake y'all up. Now, I know you watch me, so shout out for the ladies who watch me. Um, you know, come visit me. Fly yourself in. No, don't fly yourself in. Stay away. <laughs> I'll find my own situations. But I know ladies listen to me, and I'm not trying to correct you. I'm not trying to attack you. I, I, I'm just, I, I take what you're doing, and I show men. That's all I do over here. Now, you can call into my show and say, Coach, what do I do? Immediately, I'm going to say, first thing you need to do is send me some feed pictures. That's it. I mean, that's all I care about. Um, send me some feed pictures, and then we can go from there. All right. <laughs> you can be like, How do I attract the high-value men? Uh, send me some feed pictures, and then we'll discuss. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Carney. Shout out to you. He says, good morning, Coach Kane. All right. Appreciate you. Shout out to ETC, ready to work on the Cash App. Appreciate you for being here as well. Shout out to Mr. Powell in the building, Eric Powell. Shout out to you for, he says, free agent for life in the building. Who is in here? Shout out to Turnpike T. This is for the six. I only pay my coach. Appreciate you. Wow. Damn. Hold up. That is a co-sponsorship too on the Cash app. All right. Uh, the reason why men contribute to this message is because this is, we want to see a little bit of opportunity for us to get back to where we need to. In our world today, we're an equal society. We've been told strong and independence. We've been told we've been equal. But now when it comes to paying the bills, everybody wants to take a back step. And they then they push us out there. Well, you're the provider. Okay, but what are you going to do? And men want their voice to be heard here. Mr. Gonzalez is in the building. Justice Gonzalez says, how do you date if you work 10 to 7? You don't. I got money. <laughs> First of all, you got to find a way to get out of the uh, the rat race if you want to have opportunities to meet young ladies. But dating, dating is dead, in my opinion. And anyone who's trying to date in this modern world, um, listen, uh, relationships and dating that it, it's going to work until a certain point. But uh, if you're meeting people online on on Bumble and Tinder, it's a downright damn dance with the devil. <laughs> to me, it's a dance with the devil. Sure, you can make it work, but most of the time you're going to be aiming low and hitting. I mean, anytime I want girls for practice, I go on Bumble and Tinder. And there's a lot of girls for practice on Bumble and Tinder. All you got to do, um, and ladies, I want you guys to know. Actually, I don't. Do I need you to know this? <laughs> the ladies are like, ladies, you can learn from these shows. Uh, for people like me, for people like me, I mean, this is like. I go on these apps just for pure entertainment. And I'll be like, all right, let me get me a couple of girls to go into my practice rotation. And there's no pressure. I'll be sitting on the other side chilling. Hey, how you doing? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Then I get them. Clap them cheeks. Keep them in my rotation. And most women don't mind, by the way. They don't care. They out there. They got them a rotation, too. 
All right, for me, I get on Bumble and Tinder, age 38 to damn 90 opens up the world. It's like a floodgate. I'm like, this damn, it's too much. I'm like, dog, this, this is too many panties. <laughs> Treat them nice for a couple of minutes. Most dudes are just going to tell them something stupid and then mess their chance up. I treat them nice for a day. Then all of a sudden, they showing up with backpacks and toys. You're like, oh, man. It's like you've been wanting to let the cat out of the bag. Oh, slow down. All right? She be throwing it at you like Frisbees. You clap them little. Then you send her on home back. She happy. You happy. But like, can I see you next Thursday? I need some practice. I'm not even pump. Dude, you don't even have to pump and dump them. Just keep them in a constant rotation every three to four weeks. They good. This is the modern woman, all right? Especially older women, generation, old generation, X women, they're their first time they sexually liberated. All right, they've been married. They've been pent up. They ready to divorce and separate their husband. They just got divorced. Oh, man. Every three to four weeks, give them a text message. Hey, just check in on you. They'll come right on over. Practice. All right, that's what I call you, ladies. You know, I don't call you leftovers. I call you practice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Send her home. She don't want to spend the night. She don't want to spend the night. She want to go home to her bed. Go on home. All right. But then in the middle of all of that, I'll be at the junior college. I'll be like, all right, for some real treats. But you got, you know, you get a little practice. It's it's a wild, wild ladies. Romance and all of that is dead. And of course, I could give you a little bit of romance if you want. All right. If you want, I could play that game all day. Just keep it. Okay. You romance you for a day. You sit around there. Boy, he didn't even look at my cleavage. You just be looking at her like, uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh huh. You know, okay. Hey, it was good meeting you. Shake their hand. I'll see you next time. She's going to be like, wow, this guy's different. He didn't even ask me. He didn't even ask me for a sexy picture. He didn't even ask me to clap the cheeks on the first day. He just sat there and listened. He didn't even look down my shirt. He didn't even try to touch my booty. Yep, uh -huh, yeah, mm, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next day. <laughs> you only need them for like three or four times. And then you spread that junk out for about three or four months. <laughs> Practice rotation. Now, about the third time you hit, you be done with her. You're like, Lord, have mercy. Holds not clarity hit. Somebody said I'm a PUA. That's dude. There's no PUA skills here. Hey, that's why PUA industry is dead. Right? There's no PUA. That what did that have to do with pickup artists? That had nothing to do with picking up women. It's literally layups out here. <laughs> Remember the layup line in high school. <laughs> Remember the layup line in high school. Where uh, before the game, everybody looking like Michael Jordan. You can't tell who the, you can't tell who the starting five is. You're like, everybody in the layup line. <laughs> you just hit layups. <laughs> Left hand, right hand, spin back. You going behind the back layup. That's what this is now. It's a layup line. Some of you guys out here missing layups in the layup line. Your ass gonna be flat on the bench. There's no more pickup. All this is right now. All this is right now is practice. This ain't a game anymore. There's no more game. It's all practice. All right. So that's our that's going to be our new that's going to be our new slogan. Game is dead. Every day is practice. <laughs> ladies are mad. This is ridiculous. Hey, ladies, you made this world. I didn't. 
Do not be mad at me, ladies. This is the world you guys created. So be mad at your sisters. And us brethren will do what you guys said. You guys made the plate. All I'm going to do is eat. Because back in my day, when I was in high school with y'all, I had to do all kind of stuff. Every day is practice. And ladies, you guys are practice now. You guys made yourself practice. All right, but um, it is what it is. Shout out to DG Seymour in the building. Coffee for the coach. All right, where we at? Keep pushing, coach. I enjoy the message. That's my for my man, Mr. Jay Pilcher in the building. Sorry for the government names. Uh, Mr. Mr. Sai, we're going to call you Eric S. Shout out to, he says, rest in peace, KS. I've seen the spectrum and it is real. Again, oh my God, once you see the spectrum, you can't unsee it. Ladies, we, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached a point where we can't unsee what we've already seen. Okay, we can't unsee it. So you're trying to put everything back in the box when, it time, when it's time for you to capitalize. I saw you out here being reckless for 20 years. Some of you guys for 10 years, eight years. I saw you out here being reckless. I saw you on Facebook. I saw you getting in and out of relationships. I saw it the whole time. So now when you come back out of this and you say, where are all the real men at? Oh, baby, I'm sorry. You guys need to work on your daughters. And speaking of working on your daughters. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> I'm working on your daughters, too. Your daughters be over here. Oh, you about my mom's age. I'll be like, let me see a picture of your mom's. <laughs> This is no lie. I swear, man. I'm enjoying the spectrum. If you don't know what the spectrum is, go back and check my episodes. Scared to have a daughter coach shaking my head. Oh, shout out to Jacob M. I have a daughter. I'm scared. Shout out to uh, Mr. Boyce. He says testing, testing, test, testing, testing. You made it to the right spot. Mr. Lyle is in the building. He says, um, keep walking in the spirit of Elijah coach. That's what we do around here. All right. We walk in the spirit of Elijah, although we do participate in practice. <laughs> Shout out to Pure Bama in the building. Hey, Pure Bama. Go check him out, man. He does live streams and all this stuff. Old school guy. Check out Pure Bama. Shout out to, uh, what is it? Shout out to the coach game. KS is how I found you seven months ago. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you for the general super chat. This is what people have to understand, too. This is why I try not to engage in too many YouTube beefs. Um, especially guys, they will make videos about me. And I try not to mention other people um, in beats because I know, man, our group is small. You know, we're we're a small group of men. So if I go and attack another guy because he's attacked me, then I'm dividing my audience up. I want everybody to feel comfortable over here, whether you're a PUA or you're a game guy. I know I get on you guys sometimes and make fun of you. Um, whether you're a hardcore black manosphere guy, whether you're a MGTOW monk, I'm open over here. But I but I'm gonna take shots at PUA just for entertainment value. But shout out to the PUAs around here. I mean, I get it. Shout out to uh, uh thank you for coffee over here from uh Mr. Simon and Theodore. Keep preaching the gospel to the youth coach from the free agent triple OG in the building. All right. I'm a, I'm a guy that the youth needs to hear. All right. I'm going to tell you better than anybody else is going to tell you, especially men that haven't been 
raised by fathers. Live stream on KS was the best. Thanks, coach. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you for being here. I got a, I got about a thousand subscribers from the KS stream. All right, that we did. You're such a good man. Shout out to Brian Thompson. He says, you're such a good man. Remember those days? Remember those days, guys? Are you still doing that where you take a woman out and she pats you on the back? Oh, she pats you on the head. You're such a good man. You're not like these other guys out here that have been pumping dumping me for 10 years. You're such a good man. You're the good one. She gives you a hug and she rubs a circle on your back like this. She rubs your back, but she removes her pelvis from the hug. She's like, oh, hi. And she puts her breasts. It's only her shoulders and her hands circling your back like this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this dinner date. Boy, I enjoyed the surfing turf. No pelvis, no boobs, no nothing. You don't get to feel nothing. All right. Now, girls that I don't take out to dinner come in full pelvis. Hi. Hi, daddy. I'm like, oh, hold on. Slow down, baby. Hey, look, I'm a little bit older. I don't need it right now. <laughs> I was trying to take you out to dinner. <laughs> you know, I'm an old guy now. I got to space my participation out. I can't just be every day. <laughs> I got to be like every two, three days now. Now today, they jump right in. Here we go. They could jump in my bed. Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. You have your own place. I'm a screamer. You're like, man, relax. Well, take your socks off first. <laughs> You're like, can you take them socks off? These girls jump in the bed. Take me. Take it from me. I'm like, this is weird. If I take it from you, I'll be in jail. Can I have consent to take it? What, what are we doing? <laughs> Jump in my bed. Get out of my damn bed. What's your name? Hey, go sign that non-disclosure agreement first. And you are being surveilled right now. <laughs> you are under surveillance. You ever hear them? They be like, take it from me. Take it, daddy. Like, choke me. Choke you? Okay. Do you consent to be choked? Oh, don't ask me. Just do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ladies, what's wrong with y'all? I'm trying to at least protect myself so I don't have plausible deniability on the end. She'd be like, oh, I was on the alcohol. He gave me wine. He spiked it. And I was not even myself. Did you tell him to take it? I did. I told him to take it, but not the way he took it. He took it a little too far. What am I supposed to do with this information? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a weird time for men. Men don't know what you guys confused us. And this is what happens with this. Um, this is what happens with these topics today. You're confusing men. It should be very simple, but every woman's different. And you got to know that a lot of girls, uh, I actually showed you this chart before. They're into kinks and fetishes like crazy. Like crazy. At a young age, there's, there's girls that are addicted to prawn at a very young age. Let me see here. What's the girl's name? Uh, uh, Eilish, Billie Eilish. She said she was addicted to prawn. Let me see here. At in her teenage years, here it is. Here, uh, here. Let me show you. Let me show you guys. And and she's not unlike a lot of girls, especially in the suburbs. This is why these Kate. Hold on for a second. Let me play Kaylee before I tell you. Let me play Kaylee just as evidence. Hi, my name. 
I'm a blonde, I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me, they always throwing fits. I like being single, no, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to. It says right here, Billy Eyelash says prawn addiction at age 11 really destroyed her brain. 11. She just turned 20. I think prawn is a disgrace, she says. I used to watch a lot of prawn, to be honest. I started watching prawn when I was like 11. And it's saying it helped her feel as if she were cool and one of the guys. Well, the problem is, <laughs> Billy Eyelash, here's the problem. By the time between 11 and 20, you've done damage that is beyond repair. So now you're going to go back into the world and it's done. It's done. And a lot of girls be watching prawn. And it, sometimes it happens by accident. All right. Just on Twitter, you can pull up prawn. So you don't got to go on the prawn site. You can go right on Twitter. I remember girls, uh, you know, my daughter's age talking about, oh, I stumbled upon some prawn. And they were like 13. And they were already talking about it. It's. So then they don't know what to do. And then you meet them and they jump into your bed like. Oh, man, it's, it's a weird time, man, for us young men. Shout out to Mr. Martin in the building, double M in the building. Thanks, coach. Celeste Reyes, shout out to my sister girl, Celeste Reyes. She said, hi, coach. My boyfriend proposed today. Shout out to Celeste. Let me give your boyfriend this sound effect. Uh, just kidding, Celeste. Good, congratulations. Celeste has been watching me. And she's a young lady. I believe she's around 24. She's under 25, I believe. And Celeste has been watching me for a long time, at least from since 2019. And she's been a part of she's she's been a part of some of our money mindset groups. She's been a part of our coaching programs. And so she's a young lady out um, on the East Coast. She's been watching for a long time. And uh, I remember she got into a relationship. She's been telling me and she's been thinking about marriage and whatnot. So she's a woman that's like, I'm trying to get the information before I get into a marriage so I can be the best possible wife I can be. That was her whole intention. So congratulations, Celeste. Um, but um, we'll go ahead and pay attention. Pay attention to what happens. You're going to have to keep us updated, Celeste, over the next few years. We'll be here. We'll be here. But uh, yeah. And she never sent me feed pictures. Now she's got a fiance. So it's too late. <laughs> Shout out to Celeste. We'll see what happens. See, I'm not a hater. Mr. Cordova in the building. Oh, my goodness. He dropped the bag. He dropped the bag too, Mr. Cordova. Shout out to the girl for the co-sponsorship. Oh, man, we got a couple more, but let me get back to the show. Let me get back to the show right here. All right, let me get back to the show. All right, where we at here? We got the feet picture gang in the building. All right, uh, so now here's here what the problem is. And this is a woman, I believe it's a woman. I can't believe, I don't know what's going on here. I uh, can't tell. It, her, her name is, I think she's trans here. And she had a lot to say and had a lot of people agreeing with her, which is a problem, again, in the community because there's so much confusion. Nobody knows who they are. And then they latch onto something and then it's permanent and then they can't reverse it. Uh, but it is who they're trying to identify with when they're young. And she says right here, I moved past the gender part. Well, obviously, there are providers and then there are caretakers. There are plenty of people who are both and neither. Here we go. More confusion here. 
again, in the communities that are thriving economically, that are thriving socially, they don't have this problem. It's only the poor people that have this problem. And poor people are always seeking a solution that they'll never find because their solution revolves around their economics, right? She says, she says, find out what role you are drawn to and find the appropriate partner. I don't care if you're a man, woman, non-binary, find your role or lack of. What does that even mean? That means nothing. You guys got to understand what double speak is. She's double speaking. This is the type of stuff that happens in, in people's uh, people where uh, you, you guys don't have a simple solution. She's double speaking. And then she actually has something to say here. If a woman wants to provide letter, if a man wants to provide awesome, if you want 50, 50, fine, discuss it with your partner and then put it out there from the beginning stages through action. This is all in response to juicy J's. There was nothing wrong with paying a woman's bills. We got to stop the BS, but it's never accompanied by what women have to do. If you want to do that, fine. But what do you want to do? It's kind of old, though. A woman should be able to provide for herself instead of leeching off another partner as if she's a kid. This is how far we're going. Now it's leeching if she, um, if she doesn't want to provide for herself. But also, if she doesn't provide for herself and she divorces the guy and she gets more money, then there's another problem. No one said anything was wrong with it, but y'all all not, he says, y'all not, well, well, for y'all not to be together and she thinks it's a obligation is a problem. So a lot of men are rebuking this. They're rebuking this type of uh, uh, commentary. What do you guys think? Let's go ahead and put a vote up. We'll vote on it. I know where it's going to go, but I know there's a few women that watch this show. So they're going to throw it, throw off the poll. We're going to put a poll up. Ladies, I, I'm, this means a voting poll, not the stripper poll. Calm down. <laughs> poll time. Should men, wait, should men, prov wait, here it is. Should men require a specific role for women if they are providers and protectors? So should men require a specific role? If I'm the provider or protector, do I get to provide or require a specific role of you? Or do you get to decide what you want to do but still take the provider role? Let's go ahead and ask the community here what's going on. Go ahead and let your voice be heard before you run out of here. They leaving now. They like, oh, man, he putting the poll up. Now I got to answer. Ladies or weak men, weak men, let your voice be heard. I'm, I'm, I'm letting this happen. You guys have a voice on my channel. I don't want you guys to think he's just telling us what to do. This is going to be your turn. <laughs> this is your chance. You don't have to be a slave. You guys are already volunteering to be a slave anyway. That is the irony of the whole thing. You guys go out there and say, I'm not going to do anything for my man. He's going to do everything for me, but I'm going to be free. And then you show up from work to 10 to 7 for the man. You show up to Goldman Sachs. When it's time for Goldman Sachs to dish out the money, you out there. I got money. Taking the Goldman Sachs money, which is ironic. You guys took PPP loans, and now you're going to jail.
you guys ran out there and now you ran out there to move to Georgia to get your 850, but you don't need no man. What is going on in this world today? Austin is in the building. We're going to call you Austin 316, according to the U.S. Census. 50 of 1,000 black women, baby, delete. But for Kaylee's, it's 14 out of 1,000. Others, it's 22 out of 1,000. This is a problem. And our culture shift going on right now, which is every 30 years, we go through a crazy cultural shift. So 1960s, 1990s was pretty much a cultural shift. Um, and then 2020, we're in another one. And then it's followed by chaos. So the cultural shift today is that women are fighting for one particular right. and um, then, But then they're wanting this particular type of stability from men. And men are not giving them both. They're not letting them get, have their cake and eat it too. Another thing is the community's numbers are going to dwindle like crazy. I have, a fun, I have a hard time thinking as to why they get so many terminations and the percentage of, of um the percentage of uh the population decreases. I have a hard time trying to figure that out. I don't know. I can't I can't justify it and I can't I don't have the answer to it because but I think it's in disrepair if people continue to do so. Okay. I have a problem with I called out Black Lives Matter a long time ago. I from the beginning I did. And then people were like, well, there's a difference between the movement and the organization. Nope. But now people got swindled again, hoodwinked in bamboos in uh, Communita. I know I channels the Communita. I get in trouble here for doing this, okay? But I here's here's what I'm what I'm telling you. You guys are continue continuing to always get bamboozled, and it's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing. But I always call out the bamboozling. I'm like, here y'all go. Y'all gonna fall for this hoodwinked again? Hoodwinked again? All right. But I don't know what to tell you. You guys think that you're not going to get hoodwinked and you continue to get hoodwinked. And it's so prevalent now that your own people hoodwink you. From the very beginning, I said, don't follow that. And I was on record saying it and I got called all kind of shuffling Uncle Tom's. But now, since it's apparent, now you saw you got swindled. Now everybody's going, oh, my God. I said, I told you that was going to happen. I didn't I, I told you that go back and watch my videos I told you and told you and told you and I got duped and I got D platform I got all of that canceled and all of that stuff and Uncle Tom to death now y'all realize y'all got duped again and that woman sitting in her mansion saying they're coming at my door what do you mean? your door you mean our door <laughs> they're at my mansions Candace Candace uh what is her name Candace I don't even know I'm bad with names that's it see if if I forget your name, never Candace, whatever her name is, Candace is at my door. No, that's our door. <laughs> She's at our door trying to get in. Candace Owens. If you ever put some money in, Candace Owens is at your door. She's not at her door. She's at my door. She's trying to get us. Unbelievable. You guys are foot soldiers for the community. How did you let that happen in broad daylight? They literally robbed y'all in broad daylight. Again, I feel bad for the community. I feel bad for you. I don't know what to tell you. Why do you guys attack me for this? I just, I feel pity for you because I'm literally like, oh, damn. and then I, I open my mouth again and I say, um, they're, they're going to bamboozle you again.
<laughs> I said it in 2019. I said it in 2018. Remember everybody put that black square? They put that black square up on Instagram. And I immediately said, everybody's like, where's your black square? I was like, y'all not going to get me. <laughs> and then I put up a square with the uh, MGTOW point the arrow that way. And everybody's like, oh, man, you selling your... I was like, I was like, this is a scam. <laughs> but okay, all right, go ahead. Fall for it, and here y'all go. I don't know, man. Y'all gave up 60, 70, 90 million dollars of some hard-earned money. Y'all didn't even have that money. Did y'all even have the money? Y'all got scammed. Here we go. She She's married to a white guy. What does that have to do with the scam? Can you stay on point? <laughs> Did you not get scammed? Here we go. I mean, see, y'all can't stay on the point. But then you being the one saying, you can't dismiss the message from the messenger for Kevin Samuels. For Kevin Samuels, now you want to say the message in the messenger. All right. But now, because Candace calling out the scam. Oh, well. I, I swear, I try to help you. I'm going to stop helping you. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And now y'all arguing over gender roles still. All right. I mean, I don't know what to say, man. And I get and I get in the most trouble on this channel on this topic alone. This is how I get most people pissed off. All right. On this and look at the numbers. I'll leave that up as I do my super chats. I'll leave it up. I'd be trying to help y'all, man. I don't know what to tell you. Young men. Do not get emotional on these issues. This is how they get you. Even the issues of gender dynamics, do not get emotional. Just look at it, get some clarity, and make a decision that makes sense for you and only you. Do not get to arguing with these people. They are miserable in life. I, I trust me, they are. They And they don't have any answers. So instead of finding answers, they create chaos. And this is more chaos. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I'm trying to help. But, you know, I, I, I can bring only so many men so far. And then when I call out another scam, you guys want me to call out the scam of feminism. But then you don't think it's linked to something like B, BLM. And I say they're linked. They're the same. They're one and the same. They're trying to accomplish the same mission. And then y'all start, oh, no, I can't take that. You can't take it. They're on the same team. If you don't like feminism, I don't even know how you, how you even like the other side of the argument. I like them, but I don't like them. How? It's the same. <laughs> but you want to keep it different. You literally be like, oh, no, that's different over here. No, it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's literally the same operation. 
It's the same group of people. How are you distinguishing? If you're at the point where you're distinguishing both, you're like, no, 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 no. These people are for my people over here, but these people. Oh, boy. But you do what you do. You do what you you continue to do. You shout out to keep doing the thing over there. He says joining your membership. Appreciate you, Mr. R.D. in the building. I can't say that last name, son. Pause. It's okay, coach. I speak jive. Shout out to the Jimmy ZTT. Yeah, man. I speak a little jive too. Appreciate you, coach, from Mr. Espinal, 14 in the building. Thank you, sir. He says the blindfold has been lifted, RIP to KS. And there's a penalty to pay for people that are lifting the blindfold or people used to say, try to reveal what's under the skirt. Uh, when you try to pull back the curtain, there's a penalty to pay because people have invested quite a few millions and billions of dollars for this type of stuff. And this is why I, um, you know, I'm not trying to, I still ain't got my, <laughs> somebody says here, I'm not trying to really make this a big mission of mine. I'm just trying to tell you kind of what is and what isn't, but it's a big risk to go against these funded programs, right? Yeah, lifting the veil. But I want it for young men to pay attention because it's easy. I, I tell you, it's very easy. Even we get accused of this, of, of uh, getting you emotional about the topic. This is why I take the position, don't get emotional or angry, okay? Um, I've been a part of that. I used to listen to Tupac back when he was Tupac, the first album, Tupacalypse Now. I used to listen to N.W.A., and uh, they would they would they would get me emotional about issues like, you know, the police and 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 uh, you know being a young black male and yeah, it's tough. I, I agree, it's tough. But then they get you rapping and rapping about these songs and repeating and repeating it until you're angry. And then when you're angry, you lash out, you uh you make bad decisions, or or you know the the incident that never happens to you, but they keep rapping about. It could happen to you once, and then you make a dumb decision. They cost you your life, or you fight them when you didn't need to fight them instead of knowing how to fight the system. This system, this system is fought in a, in a strategic way. The strategic way it's fought is through paper. I don't know if you guys know. You fight this through paper, not emotions. You can get angry. But the people who fight in anger shows you that they're losing, and that's the only thing they got is anger. The way you fight this is in the courts, unfortunately, but the, the wheels of justice move slow. But yelling, screaming, arguing, I know Elizabeth Warren, I'm fighting mad, so what? I'm angry, so what? You could just be angry then. But angry people are desperate. The way you fight this is not in the streets. I learned this in my divorce. The way I needed to fight was on paper. The more angry I got, the more upset, the more she poked and prodded me through, through the law system. And the more I responded in anger, I set myself back. I set myself back. I set myself back. What you need to do is build up your resources enough to fight this the long way. Because that's how they fight against you. They fight in the long way. Same thing with making money. The, the way you make money is the long way, not the short way. The minute you try the short way, you're going to mess yourself up. 
It is what it is. I don't know what to tell you guys. The way you fight agendas is the long fight. You hold the line. You don't have to yell and scream and call people names and all of that stuff. You don't have to do it. Because, men, if you do that, you're going to lose. And they're never going to paint a good picture of you. If something happens to me, they're never going to paint me in a positive light. Just look at what happened. I, unfortunately, KS had to be that guy to show us how they really feel. How they really feel is they don't like us one bit. They're going to highlight the most negative things that you've ever said. They're going to take them out of context, and they're going to paint you in, in a bad light. All of us are going to experience that. So you have to do your best to understand that going in. But while you're here, do the best to teach young men how to act. There's three ways to um, there's three ways to assassinate you. They assassinate your character. They assassinate you financially. And then they assassinate you. If they can't accomplish the first two, they'll accomplish the last one. <laughs> okay. And that goes for any man, famous or not. So choose how you choose, choose how you fight this battle. You got to be stoic. You got to be mentally strong. You got to be patient. And you got to be willing to sacrifice yourself, meaning do not contribute to the system that keeps penalizing everybody. So again, a guy will do this. Uh, a guy like Juicy J, who's in a position to do what he wants to do and make it work for him, he'll literally sabotage everybody else because he doesn't realize everybody else is not in that position. He's not fighting the battle that everyone else is fighting. So he makes you contribute to a system that is going to sabotage not only yourself, but everybody else. But he's going to be immune to it to a certain extent because he has the money already. You don't have the money, nor do you have the pool, the status, or any of that. Do not join the system that continues to sabotage every man around. Don't know what to tell you. Hold the line until change is made. Ladies are going to come and say, I've changed. I'm not like those other women. Yeah, not now you aren't, okay? But what if you turn into that one? Don't worry about it. I'll never do that to you. I'm just letting you know, you're going to take an L. That's going to be a fat L for you. Hold the line. Shout out to uh, Mr. Jones. M. Jones is in the building. Very generous super chat. All right. Thank you. Mr. Zen says uh, the conspiracies with KS started immediately. Unfortunately, uh, man, I don't know what to say about the conspiracies. I thought, I mean, I did a stream yesterday on my member stream on locals uh, on this, not the conspiracies per se, but where he made a classic mistake where men make a mistake around women. If you guys want to see that stream, you got to go on locals and contribute. Because I broke it down, I got the evidence, and I think he made a mistake that, uh, um, you know, we have a hard time thinking people just die. Everything's got to be a conspiracy. But I can't say it's not. I can't say it's not. I can't say that the information that they're going to provide after the toxicology comes out, anything can happen. Once the toxicology comes out, then we'll know a little bit more. And I'm afraid of for the toxicology report. I'm afraid because once that comes out, it ain't going to be pretty. In my opinion, this is just my prediction. Uh, if you think they sap, if you think they've trampled over him now, if that toxicology com report comes out 
and not in a good light, you're going to hear about it. And it's going to reflect negatively on anything positively he's ever done. Because then it opens up a whole new can of worms. Then they're going to be like, oh, well, here, here's the culprit. And you've been listening to X, Y, and Z. Just wait. I'm not, I don't want to get too far ahead of it. All right. Shout out to Mr. J in the building. Did I, let me call you Jamie. He says, for my Latino simping community. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. I got money. All right. In the building. Shout out to my Latino brothers and sisters out here. All right. I know y'all roll deep with the coach gang. Latino brothers, man. We're going to have to do an episode on brothers. Somebody said he was clean. I know. He, he, he was clean, but that's not what that's going to happen. I, I, I just don't trust that part of the research. I don't trust that part. You know, I, I, I've seen a lot of stuff happen. If they, if they have an opportunity to bury somebody, it could happen. Or I don't know what to say. Shout out to uh, Francisco, by the way, the Latino community brothers out here. Y'all do lead with your heart and your wife. <laughs> Oh, Francisco. You went out like that, didn't you? Shout out to Mr. Let me see here. We're going to call you Mr. We're going to call you. I can't I can't say either one of those names, but we're going to call you. Uh, We'll just call you Duke. <laughs> I was going to call you either one of these names. Mr. Duke is in the building. Morning coffee. Appreciate you. Who else is in here? Uh, We'll say Mr. Real. Joe the Real is in the building. Thank you for your super chat. Newski says the BW in my family, oh, sorry, the BW in my family don't respect my input. I'm done. How many men have overcome? I mean, have to overcome that. I mean, if you have female relatives, are you the protector and provider for your female relatives? Okay. I mean, that's where it begins. You should be the protector of your sisters and your sisters should look at you and the protector and respect that. It probably is not happening for most men. So that's an indication of what's going to happen. What about your cousins and your nieces and those female family members, your aunts? Do they look at you as the leader or protector? If they don't, then your mate is not going to, by the time you get to your mate selection, does your, that's before that, does your grandma and mother look at you as a protector? Okay, those are three generations of women that you're going to deal with leading up to your mate selection. And then by the time you get to your mate, that's going to be your indicator of where she came from in her in her life, in her philosophy of looking at males in her family and how she's going to look at you. If none of those people have ever looked at you as the leader and they've trampled over you, they competed with you, they said, I don't need you, and then eventually they're going to need you. Then by the time you get to mate selection, this is how they're going to treat you. Beautiful, I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you be doing right now? In these streets. You be in these what? <laughs> I believe her too, she'd be tied up in these streets. I believe her too, she'd be tied up in these streets. 
Shout out to Deadly Ellie, R-I-P-K-S. It's true. Red Bull, well, Red Bull does give you wings. I guess it's now not too soon anymore. The jokes can get the flying related to this. It's only a matter of time. Uh, uh, Mr. Ted is in the building. We'll call you Teddy Ted. Keep doing your thing, coach. We're, I'm only trying to help. <laughs> My goodness. Loud Pocket says Francisco needs to get a cowboy hat and a Modelo. Yes, boots too. He needs to get the boots, the hat, and the Modelo, and he'll be good. He'll get all the girls. He'll get all the girls. All right, what we've learned as young men um, many times is that the bad boy gets the girls. I mean, look at all we did the show on the prison inmate uh, thing where the women are going in there for the bad boys. Remember the guy who had the tattoo on his, um, the, the bad boy who had the tattoo on his, um, on his face? And then the girls was like, I'll break him out. I'll pay his child support. He's innocent. What was his name? At that point, how do you recover? Like, how do you recover when you see women do that type of thing? I know men have done something similar where a girl will have a fat booty and she'll get arrested. Jeremy Meeks, yes. Somebody told me to say a name to save my life. I would be dead. I can't remember a name to save my life. And then he, he ended up getting with a billionaire, a billionaire heiress. Like, how do men recover from something like that? <laughs> what I did tell you is, here he is right here. This guy right here. He became then a fashion model, and he got two white women uh, fighting over him. Remember when he got arrested, and they was like, what? Lord have mercy. They was like, the women were doing, their ovaries were doing uh, backflips. Then he had a wife, and then he married a, bil a billionaire heiress. What? He took a big old fat W, but then he had to live a life of a hoodlum. If you ever know what's problem, the problem, one of the big problems of the community, um, and this is how it's been created. This is just my own philosophy. The problem of the community is that many times the bad boys get rewarded up front. Okay. Um, this is the problem here. This, this graph proves what I'm talking about. All right. I've said this many times. So if you guys want to leave the show, we're on review. Is that the bad boys get rewarded up front. Um, uh, I think Dennis Sperling, congratulations for Dennis Sperling. He's out here representing Kevin Samuels, Samuels estate. And he's now talking about this. I think him or Black Ram, I was listening to back Black Ram. And they were given statistics related to 51% of men in the community are fatherless. And then 30 something percent are married, roughly 30 something. And then the men who are the Pookie and Ray race represent 18 to 20% of the men who are procreating and then causing this single mother dysfunction, right? But some, something like 50, 60% of, 70% of, of, of children are born to single mothers. So the numbers are off where 18% are Pookies and Ray Rays, but 70% are procreating in between this marriage and Pookie. And the, what it creates is more men trying to find ways to get better access to women. And the shortcut is, dangerous life so men will choose to be rappers drug dealers gang bangers pimps max players pumping dumpers because this is their best way to get women unfortunately in poor economic conditions so up front they get the better choice they get the 
it it's goes without saying. I mean, you can't disprove this. Ballers, yeah, they become, you know, they want to be ballers, ballers on the drug side or ballers on the um scammers or athletes. This is the ticket out. It's kind of like back in the day where boxing was the only ticket out or playing football violently was the only way out. Uh, you know, being six foot eight was the only way out. And if you don't accomplish that, then you'll become a rapper. And if you can't accomplish that, then you'll be a drug dealer or you'll be a combination drug dealer rapper. Because why? They're getting rewarded with the best women up front. It's, it, it's, it's just common sense. If you wanted to change the dynamic, don't reward the bad guys. That's the, that's the only way I can tell you. Because then you're pushing dudes that aren't really bad dudes and making them try to be bad dudes. Right? Because if I see Jeremy Meeks, wait a minute. If a normal guy who's struggling to get women sees that this guy can get women, what is he going to do? He was like, shit, he had a crime record. He got a tattoo on his neck and his face. That's what I'm going to do. That's basically how men do it. Because based on Briefolt's law, women control, this is the truth, they control the rules of engagement sexually. They control the rules of engagement. So whatever rules they set, this is how men will function. This is just the how, how nature works. Is all of a sudden, if women close their legs to all bad guys, uh, which they can't do, that's, it just goes against their, their programming in nature. That's what they want. They just don't want the bad guy to be bad to them. So I get it. I'm not, I'm not making it a situation of they shouldn't like bad guys. They're, they're going to like the bad guys. It's kind of like spoils of war. They're loyal to you, but if you get off, they probably will go with the person who offed you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, uh, if you want some other proof of this, there was a woman who was an MMA fighter, and she dated another MMA fighter, and then the MMA fighter lost the fight, and she said she lost respect for him. So that's another bit of proof of how we're biologically functioned and trained for this type of stuff. Anybody know her name? I can look it up. This is just overtime now. So the spoils of war, this is what happened to uh, Germany. They said, no, this is what happened to France. Germany came in, cleaned France's clock. France abdicated to Germany. And then Germany went in there and then took all they women. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the dude got knocked out. The dude got knocked out in the fight. And she was like, oh, I lost it for this guy. I can no longer respect the guy. So this is all basic programming and all of this stuff. Same thing happens in the community where the men who are the baddest of the bad seem to be the ones getting the rewards. They get the women when they're youngest, you know, most naive. The women then come out and say, oh, I was young, dumb, and naive. But now I get it, right? But she's 32 now. <laughs> but she had years and years with the bad boys. It just doesn't happen in the community, too. It happens with a variety of women. And then they spend 12, 13 years trying to learn and be young and dumb. And then she finally says. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, 
is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you. Yeah, so by uh, late 20s, early 30s. <laughs> and that's you. Mm, early 30s, mid 40s. And that's you. Oh, after all the jerks, exhausted by all the jerks. And that's you. I hate players. And that's you. <laughs> I cannot stand players. I've had my fun. Now I'm ready to settle and down. And that's you. Where have all the good guys gone? And that's you. <laughs> Women love nice guys. And that's you. So if you're a nice guy and you didn't get shot, killed, imprisoned, stabbed, robbed, uh, you know, uh, you didn't have to go out there, gang bang, drive by, shoot, and you stayed out of jail and you got a career and you finally did good and you 36. Oh, man, you're going to have a field. And day. that's you. You're just going to be taking care of somebody else's kids. And that's you. Thank you, lady. And that's you. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> You could have a field day. So for, oh, and, and what about the short guy? And that's you. <laughs> I'll forget you didn't have a great athletic career and you weren't one of the top guys at the university. And that's you. Oh boy. You know, you were short. You were a little pudgy. You could have all the women in your 40s. And that's you. So if you're ready for women in your 40s, just go on the Bumble and Tinder. All these women had all the Pookie Ray Rays, all the little puppets, and they had all of them, all the gangbangers, all the Jeremy Meeks, the drug dealers, the scammers, uh, all of these guys. Now you got a nine to five. Here we and go. And that's you. You got your whole free reign. You a bull in the ring in there. You're like, hey, boy, 45-year-old woman there. Oh, boy, here we go. 38-year-old, 36, 52. 52. And that's you. <laughs> And you'd be like, hey, um, show me a picture when you were 19. And you'd be like, damn, I wish I got that version. But you didn't. You got the 46-year-old version. of And it. that's you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. What a world, man. What a world we live in. Hey, guys, there's rewards everywhere. It's, it's still the same after 30 years. Don't worry and about it. And that's you. Shout out to uh, Mr. Shabazz in the building. He says, for always speaking facts, coach, rest in peace to Kevin Samuels. What a world we live in. Thank you, brother, for that. Let me check the PayPal. Mr. Davis in the building. Let me make sure I don't say your government name. Yeah, <laughs> that's all gone. The lady you're referring to is called Miriam Nakamoto, the MMA fighter who broke up with her boyfriend. So let's look that up real quick. I mean, we're just chilling now. Miriam Nakamoto. Uh, let's see here. She was on Joe Rogan's podcast. I wonder if I can play that. It says here, uh, can can I play Joe Rogan? Does he do, does he do a uh, censor? Does he censor? Does Joe Rogan, uh, uh, what do you call it? Copyright strike? I don't know. I've never played a Joe Rogan video. I don't know. I've played other guys' videos. Is he like Vlad? Because you know Vlad will come after you. I think Joe Rogan. 
No, he's cool. He does copyright. Volume only. So that's what we'll do. All right, I did get in trouble for this. Volume only. Let's see. Volume only. What's her name? Miriam Nakamoto. We'll do the volume only, and I'll show a screenshot of uh, what's going on here. Miriam. Miriam Nakamoto. Man, that's a word. Nakamoto. All right, so here it is here. She's on the clip. They have, you know, slender neck, but when they go through so much trouble. To oh, damn. You know, me on chipmunk mode. Look like an alpha male. Right. But they have that little chicken neck. Right. And then they're posing like they're. That's got to be a big like, issue with you. Mm -mm. Like as a woman, oh. like the way you interact with men what, as a world champion Muay Thai woman. Yeah, I haven't figured that out. You have to have a hard time with the men. I do. I bet you do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need to get a real one, like a real, real one. <laughs> Like that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, it doesn't. No. Yeah. Imagine it's hard out there for a pimp. <laughs> it is, right? So I had well, his like great that. boyfriend, but we went to, out of country. We fought on the same card. He fought the day before me. I fought the next day. During the fight, he almost gets knocked out. As this guy is mauling him, he goes like this. What do you let me let me pause it and show you what she demonstrated in terms of a pose. So she's like, he's about to get knocked out, and that's what he looked like right here. Okay. Let's see what she says. He's getting mauled. Fair use. I think I was thinking. As this guy is mauling him, he goes like this. What do you think I was thinking? Um, not good thoughts. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. The My boyfriend. boyfriend was, like like this. Yeah, you didn't like it. Fuck no. Did it turn you uh, off? Oh my god, so much. Whoa. I was like, dude, you're getting fucked up and you drop you as you're falling to the canvas, you kneel still need to go fuck you. Wow. You're like, fuck you. Like that. So the way he was getting be. beaten was fucking with you. Yeah. It wasn't just that he was getting beaten. I don't care. I don't, no, I don't, he was like I don't care. Away. Yeah. I don't care if that he you, wasn't digging. You're not going to. Yeah. Like, you got to mm. fucking. Like, take that shit. Take it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you know, like a champ or like a, like a fighter. Right. Yeah. You can't be like, Wow. So let me show you the pose she put for that one. She was like, you can't be like, let's see here. Let's see. If she, oh, see, look, at she disgusted. <laughs> I think she's blazing, though. This is what she's saying right here. And so, again, like, this is where the reputation comes from, right? Was that the and beginning was, of the end? Yeah. And he tap, was a tap, great tap. First boyfriend. He was great. Tap. He was a great boyfriend. He was a great boyfriend. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> yes, it was. Tap, tap, tap. It was. Maybe sometimes it's like that's the problem. It's like the balance. The ones who are not going to be great boyfriends are the ones that are going to turn you on. Because yeah. they're, they're ruthless. Yeah. 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 I was like, I can, I can balance that shit. 
Like I it said. could be ruthless. Yeah. It could be like gentle. Mm. I was like, I don't. Not, well, I mean, I'm it's sure like some salt, men can. Sweet. Yeah. My kale chips. It's great. Yeah. I get it. I don't get it. Some people can. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think your requirements, particularly as a fighter, are mm. going to be extraordinarily high as a world champion fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're almost better off dating a guy who's like a Navy SEAL or something who can't fight. Oh, or maybe he can fight, but he's not a fighter. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he knows how to fight. He's, but he's a not, killer. He's a killer. Not a not, fighter. Yeah. He's not in. Oh, boy. Air. <laughs> fight. Maybe, like, you could relate more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that would be. I think that's I'll try it out and I'll let you know. Well, I, I think that I've noticed this. I mean, except for the ones that are lesbians, I always look at women who are fighters and mm. I go, "Hmm, like they're limited in their dating pool." Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. girls who are fighters, they don't want to date someone who can't fight. The last yeah. thing a girl wants, who's like a professional fighter, or if somebody was really smart, you know. Yeah, but even if the guy's really smart. Because because then they like, as long as they ace me somewhere. They have to be really fight. You're like, no, no. You can say that. You're trying to find a nice man. You're like, maybe I can compromise. No, you need a killer. No, what would bother me about that was like, you're a fighter, but you're not being a fighter. Right. I'm just like. You're not savage enough. Ugh. Well, you're worried that if the shit hits the fan, that's what every woman is worried. If the shit hits the fan, how do you react? How do you react? And you don't really know until you see someone react when the shit hits the fan. And when you see the shit hitting the fan, you see them going, yikes. Ah! You're like, fuck. <laughs> I can't count on you. See, I think he would have been better outside of the fighting situation. Outside. If the shit hit the fan. Oh. So, it, so for, for me, world. it was definitely like right. fighter's ego. Like, mm -hmm. nah, dude, you need to have more pride right. than that. Well, how you do anything is how you do everything. Okay. All right. Maybe, yeah. Especially under duress. I mean, people yeah, make mistakes. True. People panic. People learn from those mistakes. I mean, there are people that fold in fights. Yeah. Well, yeah. As you can see. <laughs> As you can see. Um, I think this is the problem overall is that the bad boy image is good for them when they're younger. And then you put yourself in harm's way because you're not successful with women. So a lot of men chose to go gangbanging, drug dealing and all that stuff, rapping, uh, whatever it is, whatever puts you in danger, because a lot of times that did you a favor. But uh, many times it might have cost you your life. You put yourself in peril for these situations. And it's, it's sad. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. We about to wrap ish up. Let me do a couple more cash apps. Thank you for sitting in so long. Uh, we got everybody on the cash. Did we get everybody on the cash app? There were some people, maybe, did I miss anybody up front? No, I didn't. So we got everybody. So appreciate y'all for the contributions. Appreciate y'all sticking through this. Uh, we're going to keep the message going. Maybe we'll show up tonight a little bit later. Oh, Money Mindset was not last night, but we're going to push it possibly, I think, Tuesday after, early afternoon before the live stream. We'll get ready. Um, have fun out here, guys. Hold the line. Be patient, and you'll be good. Otherwise, you'll have to deal with them when they have a whole bunch of other problems. I'm over it! So fucking over. I'm about to be a fucking hoe, bro. I'm about to be the biggest fucking hoe, bro. Watch me, bro. I'm about to be a hoe for real. I'm about to be the biggest hoe on my fucking life, bro. I'm about to be a hoe. I'm about to be a hoe. Yo, y'all niggas is not worth it, bro. I'm about to be like, eh, 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 eh.